Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the podcast for the 21st century for military spouses, by military spouses, about military spouses and their world. Welcome to another edition of the critically acclaimed, always fresh, never boring, Military Spouse Spouse. Here's your host, Susan Reynolds, and co-host, Dave Etter. Uh, we don't have Susan this week. Uh, sadly, she didn't have much of a choice she had to go back into the back in to have have the, the decisions taken care of and all but we have a a surprise guest host taking Susan's place and it's Robin Pruitt. Good morning Robin how are you? I'm good. How are you today? Outstanding. And we also have online already is Jay Howe. He's calling in from Guam. So we're ready to kick it off with summer vacation. Now what? So take it away, Robin. It's all you. Okay. Well, what do you want me to talk about? We're going to talk about summer vacation today. Um, you know, yesterday I tried to um, do this electronic free day with my kids and just said, you guys aren't allowed to watch TV. There's no YouTube today. There's no computer. There's no anything. <laughs> And at first I got a whole bunch of hesitation, but yesterday turned out to be like the most calm day so far on summer break. They've been out for about two weeks. Um, Really? I expected it to be, (laughs) I expected it to be fighting all day and, you know, acting like they just were so bored they couldn't stand it. And um, then it turned out they sat and played a board game together and didn't fight. I couldn't believe it. Um, (laughs) These two are... 19 months kind apart, they're so close in age. They kind of took constantly. you back to your childhood, huh? You know, when I was younger, uh, that you couldn't keep me inside. The, I mean, you, I, I, it had to be, I had to be grounded, like, to my bedroom for, you know, and we were so lucky because we had one set of cousins right next door to us and another set of cousins two doors away. And we live literally a, a huge community park in our backyard. Um, so it, it was just, I was always outside playing. And um, these kids today, my kids anyway, and from what I hear from my, my friends, they just want to be, they want to be in the house. They want to be watching TV. They say it's too hot outside. They say, I mean, what is this? I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> well, that's today's kids. I mean, they've grown up with with the handhelds in their in their possession. They can play the games. They chat with their friends via text, via you know whatever's available. So yeah, they're not really that much into doing anything that doesn't involve electronics somehow. So you were successful yeah. in getting them to put it all down for a day. Wow. For a day and um. And then that night we had family movie night where we took all the blankets and pillows in the house and put them on the living room floor and we we made it a little movie style theater and I think looking forward to that they knew that was happening that same night but you know for up until eight thirty that day they yeah it was uh, electronic free and and it worked out really really well um, 
they they played board games, they played with toys that they hadn't played with in forever, and it was it it worked out well for us. I would encourage it and see see how it works out. I didn't think it would work. My son, you know, he's eight. He's a video game aholic, I would say, and wants to be on the video games all day or watching YouTube or something. And uh, yeah, it was it worked out. So tried one time to try and get my boys, the one, the older ones, the ones that have already moved out to try and do a day without um, electronics, but they were much older, you know, Uh in their teens getting close to graduation and they kind of tore the house up. So (laughs) I, I had to call that one a failure these kids were pretty good at hacking and they, you know, they were able to, mm-hmm. to modify the games that they were playing. And, you know, they're, they're, I think they're better off for, for it, but uh, I'm one of those rare people who like to think that uh, I, I think having electronics in kids' hands is, is, is good because it goes so fast. Technology does that when they look back to their, to like today, and 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 see what they were using today uh several years right. from now they're going to look going hey that was ancient history oh my god how did we get along right. with just that <laughs> right you know? I, so. that's that's funny because we uh we we got out the old old school nintendo system and we're playing mario brothers and my son looked like he was so bored and like <laughs> Just, just looking at it like that. That's what you guys played when you were my age, and and it was back then. That was the stuff. That was fun. That was you know you had to blow in it to make it work. But hey, it, it worked, and and it was all kinds of fun. And my, so my kids it, now are like tap on it, slap it a little yep. bit, shake it. Yep. You know, lift yep. the right, lift the the, the 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 rear right corner up and let it drop. Bam. Ah, look there, it came back on. Play with that little that's, slide yep, that made the TV. Play with that little slide that you could, you know, slide from one side went from TV to antenna, to TV or antenna. Slide it one way or the other. Yeah, got to mess with that. Right. Yep. <laughs> Those yep, are yep. good days. Those were the good days. Um, <laughs> but I didn't. But that was on a rainy day. If it wasn't raining, I was outside. I was outside playing, and I was a little bit of a tomboy growing up, but. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to be outside. I just don't understand. So. so, Jay, are the kids out of school in Guam already? Uh, the, the the public schools are released. The Dodea schools are still in session until next week. Right. That's same here. Uh, but I don't know about the German schools. The German schools, I think, are still in. I'm not 100% certain. Across the street from where I live, I've got a a school that is a special school that goes all the way up to 12th grade, but it's for, it, it's, I don't know what it's for. I, I'm not exactly sure what the deal with this school is, but there's still kids there. So I think they're still in. Well, Hawaii's uh, some of the Hawaii schools is from, as far as I know, they now switched to 365. So they don't really have a summer break either. How does that work, 365? Do they do like four days and then they have three days weekend? So, like there's some, like normal summer breaks is like two months. 
what they get instead is more like two weeks or like a week, and then uh, they come right back to school. So it's kind of more like a break versus, you know, summer. Huh. Kind of like, you know, extended uh, extended summer or extended spring break, only mid-summer. Right. So instead of spring break, they get summer break. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess it works as long as they don't like swimming and camping and playing well, I mean, ball. They'll still they'll still do that. Just that um, with the the shorter break, they're not losing all the knowledge that they they've gained and built upon. Because normally, what happens at the end of summer, you go back to school and you forgot everything that you learned from last year. True, brain dump. Yeah. Robin, do you recall doing just... brain dump when you were a kid? I do not. I've never heard that before. You've never heard that? Well, it must be a no. guy thing. I guess. And probably, because <laughs> I, I did brain dumps all the time. I did, too. I mean, it was yeah. like I got out of I got out of fifth grade, and I was going to go to sixth. I was so happy. I had a little piece of paper I could take home. I took home, and I jumped on my bike, and I was gone. And I didn't come back until the sun came down, because that was the rule in my house was, you know, you had to be back by sundown for dinner, because you didn't have a light on the mm-hmm. bike. So... You know, and then I eat 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 dinner and go to bed. No electronics back when I was a kid. I mean, I'm old. I'm I am so old <laughs> that dinosaurs look at me and snicker and go, ah, pops. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> but you know, uh, eat dinner and then go downstairs and you know listen to some Peter Paul and Mary, maybe a little bit of a little bit of Kingston Trio on the on the phonograph and go to bed. Get up in the morning. <laughs> Well, I am dating myself, aren't I? <laughs> Joe, well, our listeners is like, what's a phonograph? Phonograph. <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's for pornography. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, we were doing, it, it, it was, it, it, some called it hot wax, but no, it was over. It was pretty hard, you know, hardcore wax. Anyway, God, it's going, this is going wrong. Susan would be kicking my yeah. butt right now. <laughs> Yeah, I read this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> it is. Not the it's, very it's, first it's, show. Uh, if you ever listened to the very first show, we weren't that friendly. Somebody's, somebody's <laughs> called in. I think it's Anna. It is. Morning, everybody. Good morning. Hi. Hello. I, yeah, it's been interesting. We've got lots of kids running around on our streets. Um, we live on base here, so there's um, lots of groups of, of young people wandering around most of the day. It's been kind of fun, though. We've got a few uh, a few uh, young ones on our street that have just turned 10, and it's so <laughs> exciting for them. They've just gotten their IDs, Aww. and they are, oh, yeah, it's, honestly, it's contagious. They're, they're, one of them the other day actually rode by my house and had to tell me he was on his way to McDonald's. He was he was just really excited. It was really sweet, actually. Ten year olds, <laughs> gotta love them. Yeah, because you know it's on base, it's safe, but they've just gotten their ID and they feel this huge sense of freedom. And I know that as a kid, summer for me was really it was a huge it was hugely freeing. But we didn't have we only have six week long um, vacations in Australia for summer. So, um, but six weeks felt like forever. It just felt like it was stretching out in front of us. 
See, you had cruel parents. What do you mean I had cruel parents? I had parents who, like, very much free range. We, I grew up on a cattle ranch. So I did whatever. <laughs> I, I used to ride horses and motorbikes and do a lot of things that were potentially and actually were pretty dangerous, actually. <laughs> but, yeah. but that's okay. That but no, so the school exciting. system is very – it's much more like what Jay was saying with, like, 365. Like, we have two-week breaks throughout the year, and then we just get six weeks off in the summer. And that's mainly because it's just too hot to be in school. Wow. Um, so, yeah. yeah, if it's 10-year-olds running around fresh, new, on bicycles in, in on the post, yeah. that's, that's scary because – you know, if it's if it's the boys, they're they're you know they might be in Cub Scouts and they're just now getting out of being weeblos and you know if they just turned ten, yeah. then they they have one more year of Cub Scouts, but they got that day camp coming up and then they've got they've just done their big crossover into the weeblos yeah. too, which is now called Arrow of Light in the Cub Scout world, and so you know they're all excited about that. You got so you got camp coming up and you've got uh swim meets coming up and you got all of this yeah cool we've had a few outdoor kids things and to, yeah we've had a few kids head off to um swim camps i know a couple of kids uh, locally here are heading off to like a nike swim camp um which i think is really exciting for them and then the other thing that we that i would really encourage people to look out for locally where they are is a lot of museums and things like that actually offer like summer camp type things for kids that mm-hmm. maybe aren't into the things that are so active. We actually have one here that's a space camp because we have the we have a space museum um, here in town, even though it's not like Houston or, or one of the bigger cities. And oh that those kinds of museum camps can be really great if you have a have a child who's maybe not so in or isn't able to do some of the, the sporting camps. So it's definitely cool. I would love to go to space camp. Would you, Dave? I'd be so up for that. I would have. I would have if I had the chance. I was in Arizona. So, no, I did not have the chance. Uh, My sister went. None. None at all. When we were kids, my sister went. To space camp? Oh, that's cool. Yep. Oh, were you to Florida? Were you jealous? Cape Canaveral. Oh, she went oh, to yeah, like absolutely. the real space camp. Yeah, she went to space camp. Space camp. She was a uh, Civil Air Patrol cadet. Uh, we were all Civil Air Patrol cadets, and she was just in there just a little bit longer than me and my other sister. So she was selected to go and represent the Hawaii kids. So they flew her from Hawaii all the way to Florida, Cape Canaveral, and she actually did space camp. And wow. that was like, wow. You know, it's like, I wanted to she, be close too, but no, couldn't she, do it. She clearly was the favorite child. <laughs> she was clearly the, the, the Air Wing Commander's favorite cadet, yes. <laughs> oh, so yeah, second up all the remember is like, yeah, suck legs. <laughs> I remember is like, she's turning around and, and telling me and my other sister, yeah, suck eggs, I'm gone. And she was gone. She even got to fly Cessnas and stuff like that while we stayed on the ground and learned how to drill on the parade deck. Like, really? Wow. Well, at this day and age where everybody's pushing the kids to do STEM, you know, science, technology, engineering, and math, 
STEM camps are up all over the place. You have robotics yeah. available all over the place. Yeah. Space camp has got an, a, a whole new interest involved with it, too. It's just, you know, what do you do with your kids? And that's one of the things we wanted to talk about. If I remember correctly, Robin was Robin and Susan had worked something out here, and they were talking about what kind of things do you do, summer fun, vacations, activities for the kids. Okay. Robin, tell us about what you and Susan talked about. Um, well, my son is actually going to um, Cub Scout camp in the end of this summer, and they're going to be going to uh, he's going to be going to STEM camp. So I thought that was just so funny. You just brought that up because that's the there's two different paths they can take for their Cub Scout camp, and one of them is STEM, and the other is an outdoor like um, compasses and that kind of thing. And but he's the he wanted to do the STEM side. I think that's just interesting. You guys brought that up. That's just apparently everywhere. I didn't. I didn't realize that was something that um, is everywhere right now because I, I, I hadn't heard of it before this school year. We just moved to TCS last summer, so this school year, um, it's the, you know the first one I thought that we were doing. So I, I don't know that that's that's just interesting. That's everywhere. That's funny. It is, um, I, and, and you know I've got a couple of people that you know I and. I know it bothers Susan that I bring up Spouse World every now and then, but I've got a couple of interviews with some STEM uh, parents, some some uh, shakers and movers in the Spouse World that are that do STEM uh, outreach. So, you know, we'll have some more of that. Maybe we can bring some of them on to to Spouse Bouts too, so we can have a chance. Everybody have a chance to chat with them. Um, STEM is just amazing, but it's making itself available too. I mean, like, and, and I'm a big proponent of Boy Scouts and, and Cub Scouts, uh, explorers, you know, anything dealing with the Boy Scouts of America. And we're pushing more and more towards the STEM type things. We're modifying the, 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 the merit badges so that they actually fit with the STEM curriculum so that the kids are, actually able to take what they've learned in school and apply it towards earning a badge in scouts. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This was my son's first year of scouting and um, he, he loved it. He was really excited to get involved with it and he did amazing. And um, he did, when he did the, uh, the popcorn sales, he was number one in his pack and sold over $2,500 worth of popcorn his first year doing it, was, which, which was amazing. I was just dumbfounded. But um, he, got to, he gets to go to camp for free because of that. So I'm pretty excited for him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, you know, one of the things are... that I think it would be cool to – have you guys heard about the Purple Camp? So there's quite a few camps that are available to military dependents for low cost or no cost and I know that some of them are based on the rank of the of the parents um, but those are definitely worth checking out if you're looking at a camp because I was talking to some friends and they were telling me that the you know a week of camp is upwards of 800 to a thousand dollars for some of the summer camps and that is uh, that blows me away as someone without kids um, but yeah, have you guys heard about the purple camps? Have you had kids go to them? I have I've not. This is a first. Different camps. Yeah. I, yeah. There's purple a, camps. There's a bunch of them. There's there's all kinds of different ones. It's, so we're a National Guard family, and we're we're not anywhere near a, a military installation. 
the closest one to us is probably three hours away. Um, so there is not as much available for us as there are for active duty that live on or near a military base. Um, so oh. there, there is one youth camp um, near us, about three hours away from us this summer, but it's for teenagers. So our kids are too young to go to it. Um, okay. Which, you know, so it's kind of a bummer for, for us because I know they would love oh. It's different for them. They've lived on on military bases all through. So my two youngest are seven and eight. Um, They're going into second and third grade. And they've lived with, um, they've lived, you know, on military bases all through until this past year. So it's been a little bit different for them trying to, um, you know, trying to navigate it a little bit different in the civilian world. And I know they would love to be around military kids again. Um, that's just something that isn't really available as much when we're not near a base. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I like to, somebody put. I'm trying. Oh, I didn't even look to see who who gave us the link. Um, with I don't the, see. Was it you? Was it you? Did the summer camps that are uh, cheap or or free? Uh, discounted summer camps yeah. for military kids off of military.com. Yeah. Tell us what you know about that one, Jay. Uh, so this is just a, a quick rundown list. I mean, it's not fully extensive, but it, it gives you a, a list of all these free or discounted summer camps that you can go to and t- take a look at. And they list stuff like the Air Force Reserve and the National Guard things. For those uh, people that are in National Guard, they do leadership summits, they do the, the Wander summer camps, the YMCA also has some Camp Coral, or Corral, rather. They, they've been doing it for a long, long time. There's the military teen adventure camps and so forth and so forth. And the Purple Camp she's talking about is Operation Purple Camp. It's on that list. And that yeah, comes I from the that. National Military Family Association. They've been around for a while, too. So we see the Operation Purple Camp a lot in the in New, New England area. So that's how I knew about it. Well, here's here's the website for that. It's www.military.com slash discounts slash, and get ready for this, because all of these words, there's a dash in between them, the little minus sign. Free or discounted summer camps for military kids. And I'll say that again slower, but remember, put a dash between each one of them instead of a space. Free or discounted summer camps for military kids. HTML. And that'll take you to that military.com page that Jay put up for us that has all of those. That's really, really cool. And Jay put it up on the Facebook event, right? So if somebody didn't catch all of that, they can go to the Facebook event and get that link. And you can can do that right now. Won't you, Dave? I can do that yeah, right Dave now. Dave can transfer all that. <laughs> I just put it yeah. in our, our chat pod. I, I didn't put it in the Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I just wanted to make sure that if someone didn't catch it, they can grab it right. later. Oh, I will transfer then, uh, all, to the, all to the Spouse Spouts uh, event page itself. They will be into the, the various ones. And with, of course, that Jay put them up there. So Jay can get all of the... <laughs> And then there's a – I don't know if you all are familiar with Kate Horrell. She's a mover and shaker in the spouse world as well. She does many different things. But she posted the well, – she she made the article in Patriot Chronicles, the chronicles.com. Oh, cool. oh, yeah. So 
So that list, the very first link I gave you was actually cut off. I, I didn't see it when I linked it, so I relinked it down at the bottom. Okay, got gotcha. you. Gotcha. And then, um, and then the, the the third one, the operation operationwearehere.com. That one is a very extensive list. I mean, it's not completely extensive, but it's much longer than the other two lists. And they cover things that are in between where people kind of fall in the cracks. Things like uh, children who have substance abuse within the family. They have camps for those kids. So things like that. So if you look at the, the operationwearehere.com, that list has a little bit more specifics for specific type of families. Right, right. Cool. Well, I'll make sure those get into the events page. Uh, matter of fact, I might do that while you guys are chatting. We're getting close to the point so where Dave, we... what are you... Oh, sorry, Dave. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, Dave, what are you planning now that you've got a kiddo that your youngest is almost done with school and so it's kind of pretty self-sufficient on, in summer? What are, you, what are you planning for your German summer? Well... The, the wife and I are looking at the fact that since this is our final year here, I mean, we, we have another year to go. And because it's our mm-hmm. final year here, every weekend that we possibly can, we're going to go hit some other place in Europe that we haven't been to. We've got oh, cool. a lot of sites already checked off. Alex, on the other hand, he's turning 17 next month. And so he's probably going to be saying, nah, I don't want to go anywhere. He will have already signed papers to join the Navy. So he will be yep. entering the delayed entry program and he'll have to be sticking around to do the the future sailor stuff because of the delayed entry program that he has to do. Uh, he'll graduate from high school here and then go to boot camp. So He's probably going to spend as much time as he can working on, on getting ready to go to the Navy, learning what he can ahead of time, get that good jump ahead. Uh, I think he wants to try and go officer. So I'll leave that okay. all up to him. Meantime, his mom wants to see as much of Europe as we possibly can, and that's going to happen. Um, it leaves me in a quandary because, you know, I'm, I've gotten a lot more involved with Boy Scouts, if that could happen. I've got a lot more that I'm doing with the American Legion and the Sons of the American Legion, again, working with the youth. And so um, that and the fact that my body keeps telling me I need to slow down and my brain telling me I need to speed up. And with all of these projects I've got going on in podcasting world, I think I'm going to have a fun summer. Oh, it sounds like it. You know, we're heading off to, um, we're only going to take about a week's leave, but we're actually going to Utah um, next week. We're going to Bryce Canyon. My husband's going to run a 50 kilometer race because he's crazy like that. Um, And then we're going to camp in Zion which Zion National Park, which I've never been to, and I'm really excited about seeing the landscape. That's kind of like you in Germany, Dave, like trying to hit all the sites. <laughs> Living in the southwest, we're trying to make the most of the, the natural beauty um, that exists down here. So we've kind of set ourselves some goals in terms of trying to camp a little bit. So we, we, we're very – we're car campers because, as I like to say, no one pays me to sleep on the ground anymore. So <laughs> – uh, I uh, that is, we we take, that is so you know, true. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. Is, so we do have an air mattress, like very really nice quality air mattresses that we sleep on, but I don't feel like I'm sleeping on the ground. Well, I try to stay off of the ground as best as I can. And when it actually <laughs> comes to going camping itself, I tell them, you know, wait a minute, I need to have some power because, you know, I have to have electricity for my Darth Vader mask. Oh. <laughs> I'm a CPAP oh, guy. Yeah. So, so, actually, so you know, actually, I've been experimenting, Dave, with all sorts of portable um, charging technology. So, yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I've been working on the road a lot. So I have, I now have this really, really powerful um, uh, car charging uh, piece of software, a piece of equipment that will allow me to, to um, work with my laptop in the car. And I have a, a, a portable charger that I can use for both my laptop and then also phone and tablet and things like that, which I'm sure some parents would enjoy in being able to show kids movies and stuff on the road. But I use That's it a lot great. so that I can work any. So My I'm planning is... on sort of sitting out there in, in Zion and doing some writing and, you know, not being yeah. – I mean, I'm not as actually as worried about internet as I am about just being able to, to work. To so. Jot it all down. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I've got to write a post about it, I think. Working on the hey, it's good to do. It's really good to do. Uh, okay, so we need to take a 30-second timeout. I got a brand-new commercial from Armed Forces Insurance. I'm just itching to play, Woo! so we're going to listen oh, to that I for 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. When I'm with the fleet, I'm known as Petty Officer Lopez, but at home... Honey, can you get this down for me? I'm just Tony. And that's fine with me. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote. Or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. All right, Armed Forces Insurance. Tony, that's the, the, the new ad, Tony. I like it. I like it. So anyway, we're back. It's episode 46 of Spouse Spouts, Summer Vacation, Now What? With a with uh, Robin Pruitt standing in for Susan, who is stuck, you know, trying to recuperate. From, yeah, yeah. What do we, re- rehabilitate? No, she's on drugs. She's taking drugs now, so not re- rehabilitate. Yeah, but, you know, they're... Yeah, she's trying to get better, and I'm excited. I'm excited that she is getting better. So we need her to rest, though, because right. I want her to call in. Doing this show. I want her to call in because it'll be (laughs) fun to hear her. She she might be a little little slurred. (laughs) You know, like those like those videos of of the kids that come out of you know getting their their wisdom teeth pulled and they're still under the gas. Yeah, let's do that. I mean, she's been on it for a few days. I think she's probably adjusted at this point. But uh, I'm just looking forward to having Susan back in the seat and um, and (laughs) regaling us with her stories. Hey, Robin. uh, Yes, sir. What kind of things are they doing over there in Kentucky for the kids for summer vacation? Is there anything Kentucky-ish? I mean... Well, all those breweries, I really don't think they're teaching them how to drink. No, we are not doing that. Um, 
So Darn. our kids have been out of school for right. Our kids have been out of school for a while. They got out um, before Memorial Day, and they go back mid-August. So they've had a pretty lengthy break. Um, and so there's a whole bunch. They they are very big here on on reading over the summer, and all of the elementary schools in the district give the kids. Um, a book at the beginning of the summer, and then the public library does activities like once a week um, that have to do with that particular book for their age group. So they have crafts and they have um, different different things that they can do that relate to the book that everybody in the district is doing at that with that mm-hmm. um, particular book. So my kids, my two younger ones, love to read, so they're very excited about this, and I think it's a great way to keep, make sure that they continue because I'm also a bookworm so I, I think it's great to help help them continue to read over the summer um, and it's perfect for those rainy days when you know my kids like I said don't want to go outside anyway but but the kids who the normal kids who do want to go outside and play um, it's a great way to, to keep them doing something and um, so we go up to the library quite a bit and, and hang out up there we were going to be going my family was going to go to Gatlinburg in Tennessee. That's my husband's and my favorite place to go. And um, nice. we're going to do that in a couple of weeks. But I just was offered a full-time job that I start on Monday. So I cannot go now to Gatlinburg. So my husband is going to go with the kids. Um, he's a brave man. I, yeah, a brave man going by himself. But, um, I, you know, there's a whole bunch. I live real close to the Kentucky Speedway. There's, um, uh-huh. there's a whole bunch going on there. They're actually having a, a military night on July 8th where discounts are um, discounted 50% off. Um, also pretty close to the Turfway Park, which is um, horse racing. So they have right. a whole bunch of stuff going on there. Um, that's actually just about 15 minutes from where I live. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different, different the Kentucky Speedway and then all of the Kentucky Derby horse racing stuff. It's all pretty new to me. I'm not. I'm not usually. You know, I'm not from here. I don't know this area as as well. But um, those are the big things that I keep hearing about. So, is Kentucky going to be where you guys will stay once you you guys depart the military? I mean, because I had a couple of ideas. I wanted to to see whether or not the kids are involved with, and you. It's kind of hard to do this unless you are, you know, firmly planted where you are our transitory (laughs) lifestyle kind of makes it hard to do this but i know back when when i was a kid we had summer reading programs but we had Mm -hmm. we had books on nature and we would read about something and then you would go out into you know out to the desert a little ways out into the desert and you would find these little creatures you know the walking sticks the the various beetles, the different kinds of plants, and you know what how the ants worked, and the uh, the little ant eaters that build the little funnels in the sand, and we had a blast doing that. I got me into herpetology when I was a kid, and we actually started a 4-H group, uh, herpetology. Uh, again, that's it, all from reading. I branched into to 4-H, and we had a we had a blast. Of course, now remember. We had no electronics. We barely had television right. and radio. So you know, I, it was. We even had Model A's. No, I'm not that old. 
So I, I am not sure, honestly, how long we're going to be here. Um, my husband's recruiting adventures are supposed to stop in two years, um, and then he is more than likely going to be going to Arizona to um, the schoolhouse for um, National Guard recruiting. And if he does that, that would only be one year, and we, my children and I will, will stay here for that year. Um, since we bought our house, it's just easier to keep them here for a year when we don't know right. where we're going to go after that. So um, I don't see us staying here forever. Um, he still has about 10 years left, and I, I think that it will probably – be in a few other places between now and then. And I definitely don't think this is where we're going to retire. So we ah. loved, um, we love the Fort Rucker, Alabama area. We just absolutely love it down there. And I would love to go back there if we, if we got the opportunity to do so. So I, I, I don't think we're going to stay here forever. <laughs> I, so, I don't think so. So what, what do you think, Anna and Jay, is reading a good thing for the kids to try and do over the summer? I mean, it definitely throw that in there because it takes care of all of the adverse weather stuff. And, you know, when you, you can only swim for so long until you turn into a raisin. Uh-huh. And so, you know, come back and do the reading. Maybe that's something to, to think about. I just had a thought and an idea. That's what this show does for me. Uh, teach our kids. The kids that, you know, you're going to get out of the military eventually. After 20, after uh-huh. 30, you might get out of the after this tour. Who knows? But if you have an idea where you're going, maybe get the kids to read fun books about that area, fun history about that area that you're 99% sure you're going to go to, and, and maybe just do that. Yeah, that's a neat idea. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's always kind of a, a good one. One thing that can be really great on long road trips, like if, especially if you're PCSing, is um, there's this really great thing that we can all access as um, military military connected people, and that is that all of the military libraries, the armed forces libraries, um, give you access to a, an application called OverDrive. So rather than physically borrowing an audio book from the library or even a physical book. You can actually borrow um, through this application for free. You can borrow audiobooks, and you can also borrow like uh, Kindle or applic- you know, um, yeah, e-readers. And those can be, and and it doesn't matter like you know where you are. So especially while you're PCSing, um, being able to have a an audiobook that you can just download onto your phone or tablet and then play through the car's audio. We do that a lot. In fact, we'll be doing that next week. My husband and I just listened to part of um, a book about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, um, and we have a couple of other ones. We listen to a lot of podcasts as well, but the audio can be really great better. as a family. Yeah, so, we, we, so things like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy can be a really good one because it's very – a lot of family – you know, it, it kind of covers a lot of age groups. Um, but there true. are lots of, you know, your local, your librarian on base, or even if you're not on base, you can call them up, call up the librarian at the base nearest to you, especially if you're National Guard and you're not near a base, and just ask them for some suggestions that are kind of family appropriate or age appropriate that you can pull off that overdrive application. And so it's a great way to get free resources and then also just something that you can enjoy as a family. So. Now, that brings out another interesting question. Oh, go ahead, Jay. I think you had something you wanted to say. 
Yeah, I, I was just going to add that uh, the Navy side of the house, they actually also offer not only overdrive, but they also offer one-click digital, which is basically overdrive. Oh, that is version. so cool. Uh, they also That's include great. transparent language for free, and they got access to 400 different languages. <laughs> uh, if you're going to go to a new era and you want to learn a new language, instead of buying the Rosetta Stone, you can get it for free That's via fact. the mwrdigitallibrary.navy.mil. I'll give you the link. Yeah. All you need is a DS login. Mm-hmm. And that could be – you can do your CAC card – uh, yep. Or you can actually you can create a DS login uh, on your own, but you, I think you have to do that one from somewhere on post. You will have to to, to, okay, to get that do. set up. But most um, civilian libraries now too also offer OverDrive. So one great way is you can double up a little bit. So what what we've done here is I am registered here on base, but I also got a library card from our local library. So even if you're like moving away, you can still get access to that before you leave. And usually right. they don't even require you to have, you know, like a driver's license with your current address on it because that's a problem for us, let's face it. Um, so when I went last time, all they needed was just a photo ID so I could show them a driver's license with a previous address. And then they just needed like an insurance card with my current address to say that I was local. Um, and then that allowed me to access OverDrive as well. So you can kind of double up and get access to different resources by combining them a little bit. And that's the Navy's situation, Jay. That sounds amazing. Yeah, they have all kinds of stuff. They got Chilton's hand guides for the mechanics or people who are not mechanically inclined. They got Ancestry Basics. They got Zinio for the iPad, Class Basics, ProQuest. They even got access to EBSCO Host, which is, you know, your. Oh, that's book. awesome. So, I mean, all you need is a DS login. And you can create a DS login just by going into the government server and set your name, and they'll match you through Deers. Once you set your password and yep. it matches your your thing with Deers, you can just log in from your phone. You can log in from your tablet, your desktop, wherever. Yep. That's what I do. That's what I do for my volunteer work. You know, to 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 I'm one of the I'm an OPOC for a lot of volunteers, and I can do that from my phone. But it's because I have a DS login. So what if electronics isn't working? What if you're you're driving across the countryside and everybody's batteries died and the dang charging cables are, well, there's a short in it somewhere and you're going to have to buy another one at the next stop. What do you do? How do you keep the kids entertained? You know, I was wondering that yesterday because I had to go to a doctor appointment and bring my kids with me and I brought um, some books and some coloring books and crayons and stuff for them to keep them entertained. And they they just sat there and, can I close your phone? Can I close your phone? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. When I was when I went to a doctor's appointment with my parents, I sat there and colored or looked through a magazine I couldn't read, you know, or whatever. <laughs> and um, and I, I don't know. They I, I just was blown away. And my son, my kids do love to read, so I'm very, very – very lucky about that. My son likes to read in the car, but my daughter gets a headache. My seven-year-old, she just doesn't like to read in the car. So, you know, I, I remember road trips and, of course, back then we would take the, the middle seat out of the van and we would all sit on the floor because it wasn't 
you know, the whole the car seats, we didn't have the knowledge of them that we do now, but um, and seatbelts and such. But we would sit down and play board games on the floor of the of the minivan, and yeah. on the way down to Florida, we Magnetic. always played um, okay. car games. So we would yeah, play like I Spy. And... Yeah, yeah, and we kept play. Um, we would play I Spy. There's another game that may not work as well for my American friends, but we played a game called Car Cricket. And so um, a variation on that might be just looking, trying to make a sentence out of number plates that you go past or that you're behind. <laughs> um, but car cricket, you know, assigns a particular value to cars coming or vehicles coming in the opposite direction. And if something had a trailer, that was you getting out. So as I said, that may not apply. You'd have to understand. But you could do a variation yeah. that's kind of like car baseball. You could make well, up the rules um, and do something did, similar. But- we would look we, for um, and try to get all 50 state license plates. And, um, yeah. Oh, that's you know, great. Try to just, Done just that see one. how many states we could, yeah, how many we could get covered between Ohio, where I grew up, and Florida is where we normally would vacation and just, um, you know, see who could get the most, the most states and um, get excited about those extra ones that you didn't normally see, like California and the ones on the far west coast because we were so far east. But, um, so, you know, that, those are the things we did when on car trips and, and growing up. And we did the, the Uno and the, the car games that you were talking about, Anna. And we used to do the alphabet know, race. Yeah. You ever do the alphabet what race? That? No. Well, that's where you're yep. looking out the window. And when you see an A, you said A, and you move on to a B. And you wait until you see a B. And, the on you know, you're looking at all the windows and you're looking at what's around you. You're looking at signs. You're looking at license plates. You're looking at car models. You're looking at, you know, uh, brands. You're looking at street signs. You're looking for those letters Uh and you're starting to anticipate where you're going to see a J or trying to figure out, well, what what am I going to possibly find a Q on? And when somebody would call it out and you didn't believe it, you say, prove it. And then that meant that nobody else could use it because you tell them where it was at. And they had to wait till I get the next one. So whoever got to Z first won. And then you start all over. Just keep going over and over and over again. Alphabet game would last for hours in Arizona where there were no signs, no cars, Uh no nothing. You fall asleep looking for a sign. But you're silent. The kids are silent. Yeah. Oh, that's not a bad one, Dave. That wouldn't work in my car. My kids would be fighting over... <laughs> oh my goodness! I can. I'm just abandoning this game going on in my head with my children. They would be fighting and calling each other liars. <laughs> well, yeah, but so, but it helps them start to recognize what's around them. I mean, they start to 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 you know they they see signs and they start seeing the words and they start you know working it out in their head, thinking, okay, well, I need. I need an X. Well, I remember I saw the word exit and it was a big green sign when the car was where the car could leave the road. So where's the next exit sign? Okay. Oh, 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 there's Mm -hmm. one coming up. You know, that's anticipating what's coming ahead. And it's, it's huge for cognitive. The hard ones are the cues, by the way. 
cues are, are very difficult. Cues? <laughs> you can sit there for about maybe half an hour, an hour, maybe two hours before you even see a cue. Yeah. And then you see one on a license plate, and you wait till the license plate is gone before you go, cue, it's on that plate. And somebody goes, I didn't see it. <laughs> but as driving, uh-uh. I saw all of the letters, so I knew when they were fibbing or not. Right. Uh, now I'm just wanting to go out on long road trips. Oh, I miss those days. I had six kids. Well, are you going to road trip around Germany? So this is the question, Dave. Are you road tripping Germany, or are you guys going to take little hops? No oh, plane trips. No hops. Or train no hops. trips. No, no hops. Maybe train, maybe train and bus, you bet, but no yeah. hops because the seats are way too small. I can't fit my big butt in there. It don't so, fit. so, Dave, I actually, I can't believe this. I forgot about, like, the biggest trip I'm taking this year. I'm kind of nuts. I'm actually taking a train trip around the U.S. for almost a month what? via Amtrak. I know. I can't believe I forgot to mention that. You will have access to the internet. You do know that, right? Amtrak has internet on their trains. Yeah. Well, they do, but I also need to get a hotspot because it's not 100% accurate. But yes, Robin, I'm catching it. I'm starting in El Paso. I'm going to head across through New Orleans and Atlanta up to Washington, D.C. Then I'm going to go um, to Boston, Chicago, and then across to Minot in North Dakota. And then across to Portland, and then I need to fly. I've got to stop there a little bit, and then I have to fly across to Louisville, Kentucky, because I'm, I'm doing the VWISE um, session this summer. And I would definitely encourage people, if they're starting a business or growing a business, to apply for that. It's part of the um, Institute for Veteran and Military Families out of the University of Syracuse. Um, and then I'm going to kind of get back on the train, Jenny, and, and catch. I have to catch a bus up to Chicago again, because there's no train from Louisville. Um, up to Chicago, um, and then across to I know no, actually kind of not really at all. I've tried, I couldn't figure out how to do it. Do I have to say planning. Um, it'll be a through throughway bus with Amtrak for machinery. It'll probably be a Greyhound. It's only a few hours. It's not too bad. Well, you will um, like. Greyhound. And then I'm going to go across to Colorado um, to finish the trip in Colorado and. Meet my husband. We have a, a friend of ours who's a veteran who's who's going to run in the hundred mile race at Leadville Ooh. in Colorado, um, which is really incredible. It's it's and it's over like thirteen thousand feet. Like they actually do fourteeners during this race. It's incredible. Oh my gosh! Um, so my husband's going to pace him, pace our friend Juan um, for about twenty miles of that hundred mile race. Um, and then, yeah, then we'll kind of start to make our way back to New Mexico. So that's kind of my big summer plan. But I'd forgotten all about it because of our crazy trip to Utah next week. <laughs> well, you're going to so thoroughly we enjoy the, the Greyhound. Yeah. Because on the Greyhound, oh, Greyhound? bus, you are going to find fun. out. You're going to find out how many different smells human beings can radiate. Oh my goodness, that's so true. I've, it is I true. I've caught trains and buses oh. all around the world. I have a great, I'll have to tell you the story of, of how I broke my foot while uh, catching a bus in Thailand one time. So I'm, 
<laughs> it's been a while, but I've yeah, I've spent a lot of my adult life traveling solo via train and bus. Well, I'll tell you what, if it, 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 the minute they took cigarettes away from buses and not letting you smoke in the back, all of a sudden these human smells start hitting you and there's nothing to tell I know. you about. What is worse? What is worse, the smoke or the smells? It's like casinos now. The it's human the smell deal, is right? worse. They take away. Yeah, I think so. Strangely. Strangely, I think it's worse. But, you know, the whole point of that trip that I'm taking is about um, thinking through what it means to be American because later this summer I'll be eligible for U.S. citizenship. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, the whole American summer, that three months of kind of time off almost, feels like three months, is <laughs> such an American thing. It doesn't, it doesn't really happen quite like that anywhere in the world. Um, Although they do have long summers in Europe as well. It's just there's something about the way Americans view summer and summer break that is very specifically American. I wonder what you guys think about that, because I'm obviously thinking that as an outsider. Well, it's because you're our favorite outsider. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But what do you guys think about that? Do you feel like it's something that has a very specific character? Do you think it shapes you as Americans? I'm I'm getting really serious now, aren't I? But do you think it shapes you? What? Like the whole long summers, like the long summer breaks. Do you think it changes the way you relate to the world? I told you I'm getting serious. I'm just, it, it kind I'm of does. Throwing it out. Um, you ever watch that movie Stand By Me? Yeah, Americana at its best. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll movie. write that one down. Right the Sandlot, another one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about summer movies, you know? If you yeah. look at those movies, we're all little kids. Even though you're not in the biggest part of the world, you could be in the smallest town, every summer changes and shapes who you are as a person as you grow up. Yeah, yeah. okay. I have, I have to think back to Adam Sandler movies and think of band camp. And I remember <laughs> camps like that. And it, not Boy Scouts. You don't like Woody the Rabbit? Huh? Woody the Rabbit? Woody the Rabbit? <laughs> Dude, that, that's the first summer camp movie I'm thinking of when when you, you're talking summer camps. Oh, man. I mean, I, it, it, we went to, uh, being an avid Methodist, we had Methodist camps, and we had, like, two or three of them that we could go to. Sometimes they were at different times. So you could go to all three. And then, of course, you had vacation Bible school. And then you had all of the various, you know, whatnots that were going on in town. And then you had summer camp with Boy Scouts. And I don't know how they ever figured out how to make none of that uh, conflict with each other, but it was. I'm glad they didn't because I did them all. Yeah, I think that, yes. that summers definitely, are, especially like the movies you're talking about, those definitely shape the kids, and they, but they have to have those experiences. And if they're sitting inside playing video games, they're not going to have them. They need to go to these camps and Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, they camp, military camps. Um, you know, they need to get out and they need to get involved in something and. Um, and joining places like, you know, I'm pretty close. I'm about a half hour from the Cincinnati Zoo. And um, 
being able to take my kids and having those learning experiences, they have this baby hippo that the whole world is so excited about, baby Fiona, who um, was premature, and they had to nurse her to health, and, um, you know, there's all this baby Fiona fiasco. Now she's going to be, she's, she's going to be um, able to be viewed here soon by the public. And things like that, you know, the, the, the kids are actually learning. I, I saw on a friend's um, Facebook page recently she, she posted, they can't bounce off the walls if you take the, the walls away. And I thought, how perfect is that? I mean, she, I, she hit the nail on the head. They, they, can't be, they can't be bored and bouncing off the walls if they don't have walls to bounce off of. So they, they just have to, you, you have to give them those experiences and get them signed up for these camps that we've been talking about and, and different things, get them in activities, get them in, um, you know, little groups, swimming lessons, anything, just anything, get them involved in something, get them involved in the summer reading program so they can go to the library and be with kids their own age doing these little activities. But if they're sitting inside, they're not learning anything or shaping anything. So I think that's just so important that, you know, might be easier on mom and dad to let them sit in front of the TV, but they're not, um, they're not, we're taking so much away from them that way. Yeah, that is true. Hey, I got to take a 30 second break here. We'll be right back and let's talk water, water activities, you know, sending the kids to swim camp and maybe to the swimming pool or et cetera, or to the Creek. Let's talk about that when we get back, but we'll be back in 30 seconds. When I'm on base, I'm known as staff Sergeant Cooper, but at home, Daddy. Hi, Dad. Daddy. Hi. I'm known as dad and I wouldn't have it any other way. We know home is at the heart of every military family. That's why we founded Armed Forces Insurance, to protect the property of our fellow servicemen and women. Call 1-800-633-2006 for a no-obligation auto, home, or renter quote, or visit www.afi.org. At Armed Forces Insurance, our mission is you. And welcome back to Spouse Spouts, episode 46, Summer Vacation Now What?, with a guest host, Robin Pruitt, who is sitting in for Susan Reynolds, and a room full of great people, Jay Howe, who is over in Guam, and Anna Blanche Rabe, who is in New Mexico right now, and we're talking about things to do this summer with your kids. So, guys, what do you think? Water sports. Should we send our kids to go try and drown themselves? Well, just even in the backyard, right? Like, I don't know about drowning themselves, but our pool only just opened here on base about a week ago. So I know that, you know, setting up a sprinkler in the backyard is probably not a bad way to go if you've got really little kids. But definitely, you know, the taking of the the pool test is a, a big rite of passage if you're on base. Have your kids done that yet, Robin? Um, we we um, have a community pool near us that we are actually able to go to. Um, and then we also have season passes to a, a uh, amusement park that's about 45 minutes that has a real big um, Soap City area where there's a pool and a, a wave pool and there's all kinds of water slides and all of that. So we, we haven't set up a whole lot at home just because we have opportunities to go and do stuff. The kids, though, do like to get out the hose and just spray each other or do water balloons and that kind of thing, um, you know, just to... <laughs> just to get out there and cool off and 
so yeah, we, we, we have set up a couple of things. My neighbors have a water table for their little one and my, uh, my daughter likes to go over there and play on that with the, with their little girl who's about a year and a half old. And, um, I think there's just so much you can do with letting the, to let the kids cool off. So I, there's, there's lots of, of options out there. They have these water balloons. What are they called? I can't remember what they're called, but you can fill up like 20 water balloons at one time. And I know. Um, I only saw those amazing. last weekend. It's incredible. It's like totally and different experience than having to do it one at a time. Oh, one at it's a like time revelation. It's a revelation. It's fabulous. It is. Oh. My daughter just I think one piece of advice, birthday. though, is don't, don't get the ones with color in them. I We were at a yeah. birthday party last weekend, and they had color in them, and it was just a disaster. It stained the kids' skin and their clothing. Oh. So definitely, if you're going to do it, do it, but just get the ones that are, like, the normal ones without, like, a color burst or whatever in them because that was oh, not wow. good. The parents were really like, I can't – let's not do that again. So, but oh yeah, that piece, like a whole that. series like, of like, coloring? yeah, I know. So I don't, I'm just passing that advice on. It did not look like it was a good, it like really, it went everywhere, all over their clothes and skin. So, oh my. but yeah, I love those tubes. It's kind of like a group of tubes that you attach like an extra fitting to the, to the, ho- to the um, tap. Is it kind of like that? And then mm-hmm. it just fills yep. up like 20 of them in a, in one go. It's amazing. Yeah, it yeah. is. My daughter just got one for her birthday, and um, and they work, and and it's yeah, it, it's absolutely amazing. Um, definitely a time saver for sure. I definitely recommend them. I can't remember what they're called though. I need to Google that here and yeah, I don't know what they're called either. But they even like self-tie everything, so it's not even Which just, like filling them up. Yeah, it's yeah, a- like the water balloon. It's no, a no, it's balloon. called Bunch of Balloons. That one? Oh, there you go. That's what it's bunch called. Bunch of Balloons, yeah. Well, something like That's that. That's what it's called. Bunch, a bunch of Balloons, of balloons by Zuru. Zuru, Zuru yep, Bunch. Yep, that's it. Yeah, you that's fill it. them up. They all like fill at the same at time. Once. You push them off, and they go right into the barrel already tied. They're cool. And yeah, I, I just ran uh, a thousand of those uh, for my son's birthday party last month. How'd it go? Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, it, it was awesome because uh, we picked up a 10-foot uh, pool, you know, the intake ones where you just blow up the ring and fill it up with water, and it stands on its right. own. So it was 10-foot mm-hmm. round, two feet deep. We had a pool out there. We rented the bouncer from uh, MWR. It was an obstacle course one. We had two 18-foot slip and slides and a 1,000 water balloons all sitting outside, and the kids were pelting each other, and then the adults got to throw in. Because I hid mm. like 500 off to the side, and we were just checking them at the kids anyway. It was awesome. Huh. Wow, sounds like fun. I know we with the bouncy castles, cover water balloons. With bouncy castles, we used to we used to do the, the only one company had a bouncy castle back in my hometown, but we we would put we would string the you know the misters that that uh, people will put on their porches, and you know just puts a nice cold mist we would string it we would uh, string the misters off of off of poles outside of the the, the bouncy castle so it made an x across the center of it and let the kids jump yep. and it missed it inside and they didn't mind because it helped wash off the the bouncy castle and the kids had a blast it was nice and cool in there and yeah good stuff 
Oh, that sounds like fun. There's a place here that just recently opened up where they actually have like bouncy castles inside. It's not, it's, and, and, and actually we had a friend who rented the whole place out for a birthday party um, and the kids just had a blast. But it was a whole different experience having a bouncy castle inside a building. Um, with really tall ceilings, and it was it was crazy watching a whole bunch of like two year olds running around climbing on these like obstacle course bouncy castles, and <laughs> there were there were lots of dads climbing up the back of the the slip the slide part, you know, carrying these tight like these two year olds who were brave enough to to slide down, but were not big enough to climb up the back. <laughs> it was pretty it was pretty fun actually. To watch, and I, you know, I almost went on the slide myself, but I held back. <sighs> I don't know why I do that, Save. I really should just, yeah, I don't know. What about it. what about you, Jay? Did you get in on the bouncy castle action? Like you got up and and had a good go at it? No. Um, well, so <laughs> the funny thing is that my wife was on TDY for the whole entire week. Okay. So I had to set up the whole entire party by myself. She flies in the day before and takes credit for everything, which is part oh, no. of the course. <laughs> and those, I have to set up the bouncy castle thing by myself. That thing weighs like 400 pounds. So I have to get it off my truck, well, out of my car, put it on the ground. The tarp that goes underneath it, that weighs like 60 pounds. I've stretched all that out by myself. That was fun. So I didn't get to jump in it because I was busy doing everything else. To go you with were it, scared. and I was cooking all the food. Um, and by the time that my, the food was done cooking, grilling, I was already about six beers in, so I wouldn't even made it up that the little thing just to get into the castle itself. Wow. But it was fun. My my son loved it. But you that's were not just what we this summer. scared. <laughs> that's what it was. Scared. <laughs> So when you guys talk about uh, water sports or, you know, drowning, things like that, uh, does jet skis count in that? Well, how old do you how want to How old do you want to do jet skis? How old do you need to be? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so uh, my other son, who's in Rhode Island, going to university up there, he's flying down here because the Navy will fly them one time per year to our location. So he's flying, and then we bought a secondary ticket for his girlfriend. So they're both coming in, and they're going to spend the summer. So we're planning on doing a lot of water sports like jet skis and paragliding and things like that while we're here in Guam. So we don't really necessarily need to go to the pool. We just go down to the beach. Oh, I am a little jealous. We went to White Sands National Monument the other day, and it's basically like the biggest beach you've ever seen in your life, but no water. It's it's like I don't know. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. It's both brilliant it and like really Arizona. bad. Arizona's got an well, ocean. It's, yeah, this is true. It's just I mean it's it is really it's an epic landscape. Actually, they just finished filming a movie here, uh, um, a movie that has I think Sam Worthington's in the movie um, because they were making a lot of it. So they actually filmed a movie about Afghanistan here at White Sands recently. So it very much looks like that, but the sand is incredibly fine. I like to joke that I get it into my backyard because I really do. When the wind blows, I end up with a fine layer of white sand in my backyard. Um, but yeah, I miss the ocean, Jay. 
So I will live vicariously through you. I do miss the ocean a lot. So. Yeah. What about you, Robin? Well, How was... far away from a beach are you? I am so far away from any beach. <laughs> yeah, the me best, too. The best I got is the Ohio River. So, and that's not even. Hey, close, that's cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I know we're near a beach. I want to go back to Fort Rucker. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I have. I have a big swimming pool here. <laughs> Germans like swimming yeah. pools, big, big swimming pools, and everybody goes, and it's crowded. And well, Germans do not know the meaning of personal space, so to be crowded up on somebody who is getting ready to jump in a swimming pool is not uncommon. And the, and that they pack people in like sardines there. It's really it's fun because they got great stuff and it's salt water or saline or whatever. It's not chlorinated. It's, it's salt water. It's, it's a pleasure and it, and it's, uh, it's body temperature water. So it's really nice. But beaches, I forgot about those. (laughs) I forgot about about beaches. Totally forgot about beaches. So there's nothing like they have, because in Paris they have these kind of like fake beaches that you can go and hang out in on the, on the banks of the, um, banks of the river. Um, they don't have anything like that where you bar. are in Germany. I know of a bar that has it. Does like that has count? Like a beach. Well, well they have a lot of sand. Count. They have a lot of sand, and if you drink <laughs> enough beer, you can imagine there's waves out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, no, I would, when, well, when I was Jay, kid, Jay, you enjoy what? those water sports for all of us, okay? Because... <laughs> Yeah, because I am definitely, yeah, I am definitely envious in the best possible way. So I'm going to go and explore the desert instead. But so all the beach, just no ocean, right? Yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. we have, yeah, beach, we no have ocean. plenty of <laughs> all beach, no ocean. Oh, Lord. How many of you when, got shipped off to grandparents as, as a kid? Because, you know, you're talking about Jay flying your son out. And you were talking, Dave, about having your um, having your son have things to do this summer. But I don't know about you, but I spent quite a lot of time with my grandparents during um, during summers. Is that something, Robin? Will your kids head off to family for part of the summer? You know, um, when we are actually, I was telling Dave recently, we are very, very blessed. We're only about thirty minutes away from family now. But oh, um, but the last several years, I know it, that just doesn't happen, does it? But the last several <laughs> years, um, my daughter, my youngest daughter, did go and stay with my mom for a couple of weeks. My son did not want to be away from me and my husband for that long. But um, okay, but yeah, my daughter did, um, and and would go off and and uh, spend some time with with him. So yeah. I, when I was growing up, I was, you know, we we weren't a military family growing up, so we were always our grandparents were were right there, so it wasn't something that we had to do. Yeah, pretty much same here. So, you, you, so oh, you, you're lucky because you, you live that close, them. or should I be lucky that I live over nine hours away from my nearest relative? That's a blessing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so do I, Jay. So do I. I think our nearest relative right now is. Well, that's not true. My husband's 93-year-old grandmother lives in Phoenix. So 
so we do get to see her sometimes when we drive through. But other than that, the nearest relative is California. So it's, it's too far away. But, you know, even with – I had grandparents who were only 30 minutes away. My parents still – like, I would still go stay with my grandparents for a week or, or two weeks during the summer. I don't know. There were four kids. I think my parents were like, any, any change-up in yeah. the scenario was a good thing. When I was a kid, it happened to me once. Once. Okay, what? twice. Twice. Okay, I'd say twice. See, I lived, the part of Arizona I lived in was the southern, southern part of Arizona. So I had grandparents that lived in the same town. So they were all, over all the time. Obviously, uh, I'd come home from school and mom was doing something. I went over to Grammy's house. Grammy and Grandma were there. But to go over to Grandma and Grandpa's house up in Flagstaff was, you know, uh, it was like a seven-hour drive. I got to spend one summer with them. And I would never do that again, ever. There was oh, no way really? you could drag me there to do that, because Grandma <laughs> was Grandma was mean, and Grandpa oh, really? was yo yeah. She was the matriarch of the family. She would just as soon grab you by the ear and drag you across the room if you just even looked at her strange. So yeah, I did not want to be near that woman as much as I could. <laughs> Um, but you know, that, that was one summer and I thankfully don't remember much of it. Um, the other was I went to live with the, the grandparents that, that lived in town. Their one of their relatives, one of her, one of Grammy's uncles, his widow lived out uh, on the other side of the mountain on a ranch. And so it was, you know, okay, Dave, you go sit on that ranch and you go help Aunt Bessie out for an entire summer. And, you know, maybe you you might just end up in the will and inherit that ranch. So one of the lasting things that I remember, it only happened one summer because she determined I was too damn lazy. I was city folk. I had a cow stick his head into the ranch house and lick my face to wake me up in the morning. <laughs> never wow, again. Babe. I I never me. had that happen and I grew up on a ranch and I never had a cow like stick their head inside the house to wake me up. That's well, a this special one did. experience, Dave. This one was <laughs> did and it was it was weird. Wow. Yeah. Weird is right. That's very strange. Okay. Let, let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Is there any anybody going to try and maybe teach the kids something over the summer? I was thinking when I was talking water sports and, you know, there yeah. was maybe get the kids to learn how to learn how to <laughs> learn how to jet ski. Uh, no, how to learn how to swim in case they fall off the jet ski. They already know how to swim. And if they already know how to swim, do you send them off to go to lifeguard, lifeguard school so they can at least finally start paying their way and you can charge them rent? That was my well, daughter's first the, job. Was the youngest is 10 years old. <laughs> oh, my youngest is 10 years old, so he can't do lifeguarding thing yet. And the oldest don't live with us. Well, the youngest could do, could do lifeguarding at the waiting pool. And then, you know, again, you could charge rent by however much they made, you know. 
<laughs> 10 years old, I don't think they're going to lifeguard at the waiting pool. <laughs> He'll be in the pool with the kids <laughs> instead of standing outside. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm going to teach you kids how not how, how, how to avoid bullies. <laughs> God, I remember those days. Oh, I remember those days. Or going out going out to in, in to the river, going out to the river and doing some fishing with my dad. And then, you know, just saying, okay, we find a deep hole and strip down to our skivvies and do some swimming, just swimming in the, the, the stream. It was, a, it was a, oh, I remember those days so well. Mm-mm-mm. So who's going to go fishing? <laughs> Come on, you. But to answer, to answer your question, no, I'm not planning on teaching my son anything over the summer. But I do talk to him every night when I put him to, to, to bed, and we talk about everything from philosophy to uh, chemistry to astrophysics, things like that. So we just cover the gamut of everything. Because he, he asks so many questions, you know. It's like, hey, what about this? What would happen if we did this? I'm like, well, yeah, we could do the experiment. You want to do the experiment? So we do an experiment later on the, 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 the next day or the next couple of days. Uh, things like uh, tooth decay, what – Chemicals decay your teeth faster, you know. So we did the gamut of tea, coffee, Coca-Cola, apple juice, water as as our standard, you know, as a control. And come to find out, apple juice actually decays your teeth faster than Coca-Cola does. Coca-Cola will decay it faster in the first two days, but once the carbonation dissipates, apple juice sits in it. Especially if you do like my son does, and he likes to, to force it through his teeth, you know, kind of like you're supposed to do when you're gargling. You're supposed to swish yep. it around and force it through your teeth and all. Now, he likes to do that with, you know, soda, juice, milk, anything. He just likes forcing that stuff through his teeth. It's irritating. I just know he's going to – all of his teeth are going to fall out. I only have yep. one or well, two. Well, the in that, so. I only have like one or two real teeth left. All the rest are fake, but you know, I'll end up being the one with all the teeth left that, and he won't have any. Yeah. So I'm not planning on teaching my kids anything over the summer. It just naturally happens because he'll ask me questions <laughs> and I'll just, I'll, I'll tell him the, the answer as straightforward and as best to my ability as I can. And then we'll research more if we need to, but yeah, I teach him every day. That's cool. That's cool. I, I remember when my youngest was at that point where he wanted to learn quantum quantum theory, and he was doing a really good job of learning it. Uh, uh, not meaning to shift gears or anything, but I threw up a link into our, our little the, the chat room that we're using together, um, with the four yeah, of us. That. It's the Military One Source is offering on a, an event – that is going to be at oh, yeah. um, on June 8th for Blended Retirement System Q&A. Uh, that's a big one because if you're that's not familiar with the blended retirement is the new way of doing retirement instead of, instead of the old way, which I'm pretty sure Jay can talk more about that because he's very familiar with this. But between the two, the blended retirement is now once – actually, it may have already started. Anybody new coming into the military has to go with the blended yep. retirement. Yeah, last year was a cutoff. Yeah, we're in it. Well, it's last year to cut off the vote. Um, I can't remember no, if it's no, 2016, 2018. 
No, it's 2018 because we're in a situation 18. where my husband is the last group that can kind of decide one way or the other. Like he's in the right. year that where you can make a decision about whether you want to opt into the old one or you want to like opt into the new one. So, you know, he's, he's sorry, I should say the first year in terms of like, because people that have um, are already over, I think it's 13 years, they're just leaving them on the old system. So if you've been in, um, if you join the military um, earlier than 2006, you're going to be on the old system. But from right. 2006 on, you get to make a decision unless you join the military this year, in which case you're in the new system and you have no choice. Um, oh, anyway, so we're in that group very... that gets to make a decision. So this right. is so helpful, Dave. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, military, one, those listening and those that are listening to the podcast, you have until June 8th. Oh, that's tomorrow. Um, that's tomorrow, yeah. Yep. yeah. No, that's today. That's yeah. today. It's for already 1 o'clock in the morning for me. It's today. Oh, <laughs> no, it's tomorrow at 1 a.m. because it's it's uh, no it, no it's, it's 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 today at 1 p.m. for me. 1 p.m. Eastern yeah, Daylight Time. It's, it's trying to confuse you. He lives in the I future. Know. He's 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 doing it's, that, it's that, that June 8th right here. thing. But anyway, uh, it's at uh, Military One Source. You can find them on Facebook using the at sign military dot one, the number one, military dot one source. You can find them on Facebook. Jump to that and then find the event. That is tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Lasts for an hour and it's going to be questions and answers. And it's, I think it's probably going to be very, very, scary for people who haven't really paid attention to what's happening. So, yeah. Had to throw that in there. Sorry, guys. We have about like nine minutes left. Anybody yeah. got anything pressing that you want to put out there that, that's happened here real recently that needs to be noticed? I mean, I'm surprised nobody's asked any questions about uh, the, about these latest attacks that have happened in Europe and what uh, what we're like here, what what's happening here in Europe? No, we can actually see the news. We got TV, you know. We got radio and stuff. <laughs> you know, I I think it's been interesting as someone who lived in the I lived in the UK for three years um, that the reaction from both those who live in we actually have family members in Manchester right now so we definitely did the reach out and and make sure they were okay um, following what happened last week but what's interesting is both Manchester and London you know they this is yes it's coming from a different source but with everything that happened with the IRA in the the 80s particularly um, you know there's there's a certain resiliency that exists in the populations of of many of the, the English cities that is, I don't know if you saw it, Dave, there was a really great segment on a television show called The Last Leg. It's a, it's a British television show. The actual um, main presenter is actually Australian, which is how I know about it. Um, but he kind of basically talked about how, you know, the last thing you're ever going to do to shut England down is tell them that's what they should do because they're a, you know, a completely mm-hmm. stubborn bunch um, yeah. that ultimately 
this is going to draw people together. And that's certainly what's happened in Manchester. They had an incredible kind of community um, concert to honour those that had died. And, and even Ariana Grande actually went and did all of that for free. She offered to, she actually gave a million dollars to the city. She pay, offered to pay for the funerals of all of those who, who died in, in that particular incident. Um, and so I, I certainly don't feel like the terrorists are winning. Let's put it that way. They're not winning. And uh, I watch a TV show, uh, I believe it's a Netflix show, Houdini and Doyle. It's uh, it's it's a, a, a crime drama, if you will, set in 1900 with Harry Houdini uh, partnering up with... That actually uh, sounds like my uh, kind of show, Dave. Arthur Conan so Doyle. I'll have to and look it up. It is, they did an episode in which there were a lot of people blowing things up right and left and they didn't call them terrorists in the 1900s and my wife when she's watching when she's watching this with me she's busy on her phone checking things out to see how historically accurate this stuff is and it's very historically accurate i have to get i have to give kudos to the the writers of this series they've done a very good job of trying not to stray too far in the in the uh, uh, creative realm, uh, and since you know changing the storyline much, other than to fit making a, a good drama out of it, but they call them anarchists, and that's what the modern day terrorists are. They're anarchists, and but they knew then anarchists. There is no rhyme or reason to what they're doing, and you tell an anarchist they can't do it, he's going to do more. Exactly right. So. Um, you're, that, that is such a good point. One of the things that we're we're not worrying too awful much here. We're just keeping our guard up and we're paying attention to things. Uh, one of the things that you may not have seen in the news uh, here recently was there was a, I think it was a subway line in London just short, or, you know, a couple of days after the the. The, the London Bridge attack uh, was shut down for a period of time because there was a suspect bag or, or backpack left alone in the subway. And so they went and yeah. they checked it out. It did not make the news. It made it here because it, it popped up on the ad hoc. But well, and, uh, you know, I'm, there was something like that, a suspect package in Cambridge a couple of days ago. I have a friend living there. And, and so people are being very vigilant, which I think is important, right? Just see something, say something. It's, no, it doesn't matter States, where you are in the world, that should apply. In the States, it can happen. It still can happen. We have militia groups out there that are, that are bound and determined that the end times are near. And who yeah. knows, they, one or two of them might just get a wild oh. hair up their butts and, and so, try and so Dave, tell accelerate me, tell that timeline. Did you heard about, did you get a lot of coverage about what happened in Portland with the, the two young guys who, who tried to protect um, a couple of young Muslim women on a train and were attacked by a, by a, a racist, fascist man who, yes. who attacked them and, and killed them? Um, yes. You know, that kind of homegrown thing is just as dangerous, I think. Um, yes, and that's exactly is. what you're saying with the militia groups. It's, it's incredibly dangerous. So, you know, in the States, we're probably even – in the States, you guys are really going to have to pay a lot closer attention, I think, 
to what's happening around you than we are here in Europe because everybody is already on a very heightened and almost desensitized level of, of vigilance. We see things yeah. and we turn it in and, and move on. Whereas in the States, it's going to be you see something and you turn it in and then you'll stand there and you'll wring your hands, which still keeps you in the blast radius. Sorry. Well, that's, that's true. Just, so, Jay, what's it like in Guam? Is this kind of stuff like hitting home in terms of how people are behaving or is it just, you know, business as usual? And No, Guam has its own problems. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> okay. the, the, the excuse I hear about Guam is it's Guam. Uh, right now, <laughs> the Chamorro people, which is the indigenous native people of the islands prior to any other colonization, they are trying to decolonize Guam and Saipan because they, they want their island back. Uh, the military itself is becoming more robust. They are planning on moving 20,000 Marines off Okinawa and Japan area and bringing them to Guam. The local people do kind of like that, but at the same time, they don't want that many people. They want to stop of expanding the technology, I guess. You, you would say the cities. And they, they kind of want their land back, if you will. Oh, wow. And there's, you know what I mean? Uh, it, it, they're, they're looking at the Hawaiian people and what was done to the Hawaiian people because it's kind of their cultural neighbor, if you will, and within the United States. So they don't want that to happen to them, so they're trying to decolonize here. So they have their own problems than having to look to London and Europe and all these bombings and killings. Yeah. They kind of have their things over here, so... Yeah. Well, everybody stay safe. Have fun with the kids. Have a great summer. and We'll see you all next week. Thanks, guys, for coming on with me. Thanks for having us. All right. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the only podcast worthy of all military spouses, Spouse Spouts with Susan Reynolds and Dave Etter. May the rest of your day, your week, your you time be better time after spending this time with us. Until next time, coffee on.